Wonderful. I hope you enjoyed that. It's one of my favourite <laughs> Christmas video clips. And uh, in a moment, my uh, privilege just to share one or two thoughts with you, but I won't be long. It's not a Sunday morning, it's a Sunday evening, isn't it? It's kind of dark outside. But everybody's done really well, haven't they? And uh, it's been great to sing the carols. Uh, the children, the young people did well. And the choir did well. It's a long... Yeah, absolutely. But um, it's a long time since I've seen a flash mob. Can you remember? Can you remember? Flash mobs. And Paul did great on the um, saxophone, didn't you know? We, we, we kind of argued who was going to play the saxophone tonight, me and him, and uh, I let Paul do it. <laughs> no, we didn't argue at all. No, I just said yes. Wonderful. Now, in the Christmas, um, well, no, in life in general, we'll get to Christmas in a moment. There are many things that uh, are signs, and uh, I've been from the northeast of England with my wife Wendy, and there seems to be a lot of signs around telling you where to go, where not to go, what to do, what not to do. And in the world, we have lots of signs, and some of them are kind of more helpful than others. Um, in our area where Wendy and I live, I won't tell you where, they, they keep putting signs up saying that the road is closed. And it's not. And it takes us a while to realise we can still go down that road and nothing is closed. So there you go. So some signs are more helpful than others. But tonight I've got some signs that I've picked up um, that I don't know whether they're going to be helpful for you that are actually um, out there on the road. And uh, we're going to put them up one by one tonight. Here we go. I don't know how helpful that is. And the second one. Yep, all the best with that one. And the third one. Well, if it kills you, you're going to get fined. All I'm saying, you're going to get fined for that. So don't, don't die touching electrical cable. And the next one I really like, welcome to... We hope you brought something to do. It's obviously a very exciting place to go and visit. And then the next one. No target shooting. That's what that says. And the next one. Here we go. Still ain't got a long way to go, kids. You can put that all the way along, can't you? And then the next one. You can wash and vacuum senior citizens for $15.95. So we're going to do this in our car park from uh, next week, if you'd like to join us. And you'll come up very shiny indeed. You look really good and ready for church next Sunday morning. So um, if you want to join us for that, that'll be fantastic. And here we go. I like this one. It's a bit in parts, isn't it? So if in Birmingham you face a lion, okay, um, back away slowly, firstly. Um, or be large and shout. I like that. Or keep your children close to you, not the lion. To the lion. Pick up your children without bending. <laughs> You've got to think about these things if you see a lion. And the last one is if you attacked, then fight back. <laughs> what happened to so-and-so? Yeah, they fought back. And um, yeah, there we go. And, and the next one is for a student area in particular, isn't it? Um, we could put this up outside the church. Not for church people, not for church people, uh, but for others. And uh, here we go. Next one is don't let worry kill you. Let the church help. We'll try and do that if we can help. And uh, unattended children will be given an espresso 
and a free puppy. So don't leave them unattended. And then uh, finally, this one uh, links with what we're looking at today. Because when it comes to the Christmas story, so often in, in Scripture, in the Bible, it says regarding Jesus, this will be a sign to you. This will be a sign for you. And I don't know if you know that there's over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament that talk about Jesus coming in the way that he came. And when uh, and the angel visited the shepherds, a well-known uh, account of the Christmas story, uh, it was read today in Luke 1 verse 12. He says this to them. The angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause you great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, our Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. And what is the sign? Well, this is the sign. It says, you'll find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Now, I don't know if you know how many people have been born and lived since uh, AD 1. Since AD 1, they reckon to be something like 105 billion people have been born and lived on the planet Earth. That's amazing. But Jesus is the one that we, people look back on as living or being born and put in a manger. So even way back then, shepherds wanted to put a baby in a manger. Uh, cattle may be, but not a manger. And that's why this was going to be an incredible sign, because this sort of thing didn't really happen. And so the, the shepherds went and they saw Jesus in this manger, this unnatural sight. And he says, all that were heard were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in the, her heart. So this was a sign that what the Bible was saying is true. And we've got another manger to uh, put up now uh, as a slide. And I like this one, a king-sized bed, which is quite true. But what did it signify? What was the sign? And I'm just going to take a very, very, very few moments to mention three things that this was a sign of. Firstly, this is a sign that God understands the messiness of life. He understands the messiness. So even though that manger looks really, really good and uh, well stocked up with straw, it was a messy situation. And God understands the messiness of life at times. But why did Mary need this to be a sign to her? I mean, after all, she'd been visited by it. Uh, an angel nine months before, before. Uh, it was the angel Gabriel. So why did she need this other sign? And I think that because for Mary, life was messy, incredibly messy. After all, she was a teenage pregnancy. Uh, she's not married at that point. That was incredibly shameful back then. Uh, her fiancé didn't know whether he wanted to kind of was in or, or out. Um, she had to, when, before Jesus was born, she had to go to the place where um, Joseph uh, had been brought up. That was 65 miles away that she had to go in a donkey that, that took about four or five days. There was no room at the Premier Inn. We know that. That was well documented. And she didn't know where she was going to go from here. So life was messy. So the, the shepherds coming in and saying what the angels have said was a sign for her that God understands the messiness of life.
a sign that God wants to get involved at our greatest point of need. Now, somebody once says this, if, if our biggest problem was information, God would have sent an educator. If our biggest problem was money, God would have sent an accountant. If our biggest problem was pleasure, God would have sent an entertainer. But our biggest problem was forgiveness. Therefore, God sends a savior. The sign is that God understands the messiness of life. Secondly, secondly, it was a sign of the true value that God places upon us. It's a sign of the true value that God places upon us. Uh, A number of years ago, uh, Wendy, my wife, and our children, when they were teenagers, went to New York. It was a bit of a trip of a lifetime. And uh, into Manhattan. And our neighbor said that when he went to New York, he went on one of these open-top buses. How many of you have been on an open-top bus? Okay. I thought, I'm never going to go on an open-top bus. I'm never going to do it. It just seemed uncool to me. But he said it was just a great thing to do. So I thought, I'm going to do it. We're going to do it. So we went around, um, um, what's the park called? Central Park. There we go. I've watched Friends as well, Central Park. (laughs) And we went around Central Park looking, and it kept stopping and telling us where all these famous people had lived and when John Lennon had been shot and stuff like that. And we got around to the far side of Central Park and um, the person who was doing the commentary on the bus says that up there, that apartment right at the top, the big one, is where Jackie Anassis used to live. Now, she used to be the wife of um, JFK. I don't know if you knew that. And he said that... And, and as we was going around, it was, always, it was interesting because how much all these apartments had, were being sold for, when they got to Jackie Anassis' uh, apartment that had been sold... It sold for £7 million more than any other apartment roundabout just because she had lived there. She wasn't even living there now. But because she'd lived there, it went for $7 million more than any other property. And we can honestly say that it's a sign that the value of the world was recognised when Jesus came into it. And the most famous verse in the Bible says, doesn't it, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son. So the value of the world was stated when Jesus came into the world. And I'm sure that the shepherds who were people who were often downtrodden and looked down upon felt incredibly valued. By, with, with their encounter of Jesus and being part of this particular scene. It's amazing how people feel valued when they encounter the Lord Jesus Christ for themselves. So, it's a sign that God understands the messiness of life. It's a sign that, of the value that God places upon us. And thirdly and finally, it's a sign that everyone is invited to take a look. Today, I bring good news that will be great joy for all the people that's what the, the angel says. From every nation, every era, every social background, every age, even for us today. I looked it up how many people have lived on the planet. And it's reckoned to be 117 billion people who have lived on the planet. 8 million now, 117 billion over this, uh, the life of the earth. And St. Augustine says this, he says, God loves each one of us as if there was only one of us to love. 
I think it's a wonderful statement. Out of 117 billion, don't just think I'm just one of 117 billion. God loves each one of us as if there's only one of us to love. It is wonderful. But the invitation came to the shepherds, and the invitation came to us, and the invitation came to the shepherds that they should go and see the Lord Jesus Christ, and they were only five miles away. Their fields were only five miles away. Imagine, imagine if they'd not gone and had a look. Imagine if they'd not gone and had a look for themselves. Uh, J. John, the uh, uh, Christian uh, evangelist, he says this. He says, we tend to observe that Advent is about the infant Jesus, and we stop there. We need to go beyond simply noting facts to considering significance. We need to be those who ask that much deeper question, what is this child going to be? And in the case of Jesus, the answer is someone and something far greater and far more wonderful than we can ever imagine. He's worth taking a look. So the title of our Christmas series is um, What's Behind the Story? And uh, we encourage people to have a good look as to what is behind this nativity that we celebrate every year. So how can we take a good look behind the story if you want to do that? I always encourage people, at once in your life, take a look. Once in your life, take a good look. It can't be about nothing. So this, uh, this evening, we usually meet in the morning, this evening, we have something called a, a Why Christmas Booklet, little that is very creatively put together, and we have some of our welcome desk, and you're very welcome to take one of those free. Uh, Why Christmas? What is it all about? Secondly, please join us on a Sunday morning. We meet at 11 o'clock every Sunday morning. Um, Christmas is slightly changing, so look on the website, but we meet every Sunday morning. You'll be very welcome to join us. And the third one that I just want to mention for a moment is that in recent years, many people, many people have been helped by something called Alpha to help them understand what is behind the story. Why did Jesus come? How can we connect with God? Why did Jesus die? How do we pray? How, what about life after death? What is the purpose that God has got for me? Well, Alpha looks at all those particular questions. About 30 million people in the world have done Alpha and have been greatly helped by it. And in the new year, we're going to run an Alpha course. It lasts for about six, uh, eight sessions. It'll be on a Sunday evening at 6.30. And we're launching it uh, on the 21st of January, down in our coffee lounge, we'll have food, we'll sit around tables, we've got a big screen. It's a lot of fun. People can ask questions, get some answers if they like that. It's just a great thing to engage with. So please join us for the launch. If you want to just come and find out about Alpha, you'd be very welcome to do that. And uh, we have some um, postcards at the back. Why don't you pick one up at the end and it gives you information of how to check in to Alpha. But like I said, I think it's so important that for all of us, at some point in our life, to make sure we take a proper look behind the story as to what this is all about. And there's some opportunities for you. So before we pray, uh, we're just going to show a short clip about Alpha and a little bit about what it looks like. It lasts 56 seconds. Life is for exploring. So where will your curiosity take you? You're invited to Alpha this new year. Best conversations happen over great food with interesting people. A place for the open-minded. 
and they're not quite sure? A space to ask whatever you like. Or nothing at all. Who knows what this new year will bring? But let's make it one to remember. Where we grab all life's got to offer. We'll never have it all figured out. But that's all part of the adventure. Stay curious. Try Alpha. There you go. Why don't you pick up a card on the way out and you'd be very welcome to join us for the Alpha launch. So we're going to pray and the band are then going to lead us in our uh, second carol from the end. But let's pray together. Lord God, we do thank you for the sign or the signs and significance of Jesus coming into the world and impacting people's lives. We, Lord, we thank you that you understand the messiness of life. We thank you, Lord, for the value that you place upon our lives. And we thank you, Lord, that we are invited at least to take a proper look. And, Lord, we do pray tonight for those who are thirsty for you, those who are thirsty to find out that you will bless them in that adventure. The last verse of O Little Town of Bethlehem, I'm just going to pray that verse. It's a great verse that we have sung tonight. It says, O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Amen. We're going to sing uh, Silent Light uh, together before we hear the choir again. So if you're able to, why don't you join me in standing as we sing Silent Night. <laughs> 